0: This is Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com.
1: Happy Tuesday. Talking to you, Coos. Brad Martin will be joining us momentarily. Another fine goes in the jar, if you will.
0: Are you more disappointed in him this week or Scotty Pippen?
1: (laughs) Oh man, that's a fantastic question. Um probably Scotty Pippen cuz Brent hasn't quit on us quite yet. You know, and it's funny, right? Because you talk and that's a great point cuz you talk about Scotty Pippen, that's something we didn't really touch on um talking about the last dance yesterday with Scotty Pippen um essentially not going in for the last play of the game when the what, stakes were the highest.
0: Honest question, would that fly? like, you know Well,
1: what, here's so he, I think I know where you're going with this. Here's my issue with it. He does that now, like in today's game, whether it's any sport. I don't think the blowback would have been as severe. Like for instance, if Twitter was around when Scottie Pippen didn't go back in, he would have got roasted. He would have got eviscerated. It probably could. It probably would have ruined his career, honestly.
0: Well, he says it's it's the worst part. Well, one of the worst parts of careers. He even said that, but what I was trying to figure out is, like, what, how would that be perceived in different sports locker rooms? Like, you saw what they said with the NBA. They were crying. Stuff. What if that happen in football? Would that be, like— Well, so let's be
1: honest, though, okay? And let's go back to last year with Jalen Ramsey, okay? One True. could say that, you know, Jalen with the back pain and all that stuff, that he quit on his team. Now, to me, that was different, though, because— you know, whether it was politics or whatever it was, but he wasn't in the game and just all of a sudden decided, well, you know I, what, I'm not going to play anymore.
0: But you could say both guys wanted to be traded. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But with Scottie Pippen,
1: it was different because he didn't get a play drawn his way. And then he threw a fit and then set out the last play of the game. That, that would be like Jalen Ramsey being on the field, you know, and all of a sudden it's fourth and one game. I'm sorry, it's like fourth and ten game on the line. And he comes out because they call the wrong coverage. Like, I don't even think Jalen Ramsey's capable of that. I can't really name anybody that would be capable of that. And I'll be honest with you, man. I mean, I'm a big Scotty Pippen fan. Obviously, I was more of a Jordan fan, but I respect Scottie Pippen. I didn't know that story. Okay? I think that was a little before my time. But I wonder what would have happened if Twitter was around back then, right? Because I feel like, and maybe I'm generalizing too much here, but I feel like with today's culture and everything, people would have been like, well, it's Scottie Pippen. I mean, you should have given the last chance. You, know, you should have given the last shot. Instead of Tony Coach. By the way, they won the game. Well, by the way, Phil Jackson was right.
0: Yeah, how much different would this story be if Kukoc mitch- misses that shot?
1: Well, it, it, would a, it would have been a different story for sure. But like, what hurt Scotty was that's not how it went down. You know, what hurt Scotty was Phil Jackson drew this play up. Scotty Pippen, being a team leader, a captain, said, "I'm not in." Phil Jackson said, "Screw you, we're going to win without you." And what happened? They won. So when they won, Kuz. Like, that was, like, the ultimate slap in the face for Scottie Pippen. Because now it's like, well, you you weren't out there. Like, you didn't do your part. And sometimes that's what a leader is, man. Like, you can be the best player on the team, but sometimes you have to know, I guess, when to take a step back. Now, to be fair, if this was Jordan's situation and the last shot came down to Jordan, you think Jordan's like, no, I'm cool with Tony Kukoc taking the last shot? It never would have happened like that, right? But as the documentary showed, um, Kukoc had a couple, you know, game winners that year still. And it was a perfect play because they ended up winning. It's just crazy though how I don't want to say it got swept underneath the rug because obviously Jordan still brings it up and everything. But I think during that time without the reporting and things like that, I don't remember it being a big deal. And that just goes to show you, man, like that came out and I'm not going to lie. I lost a little bit of respect for Scotty Pippen. Okay, and this is coming from a guy who actually met Scottie Pippen when I was playing for the Bears. Met Scotty Pippen at dick Sporting Goods, by the way. Didn't know he was that tall. He's huge, man. He's a big cat.
0: All basketball players. Yeah. Are, like, it's insane.
1: Yeah, and I went up to a man. I said, dude, I don't want a picture. I just want to say, you're, you're one of my idols growing up. Thanks for everything that you did for Chicago. And, you know, I was on my way. And, like I said, I don't lose necessarily a lot of respect for Scottie Pippen, but... You can't quit on your teammates, man. You just can't do that. Like, that's a that's a definition of a loser's mentality, okay? If you want to talk about tanking for Trevor here in Jacksonville, that's a loser's mentality. You want to talk about abandoning your teammates with a game on the line with the stakes as high as they were, that's a loser mentality. And I guess it goes to show you from the fact that when Jordan came back, you know, like, that wasn't that big of a deal. You know, like the the they squashed the beef and everything. Scotty apologized. Jordan comes back next year and all of a sudden everything's right again. Everything's right in the world. Um so Jordan was kinda like that ultimate band aid that really I guess covered up some of Scotty's, you know, problems and insecurities, man. But it's it's complete loser mentality. Um and it should never be admired.
0: No, I'm I'm surprised he didn't like obviously Twitter reacted to it. From the uh, from the documentary standpoint, yeah. like that was in that was already a, a harsh reaction to be like, if that happened real time. Ooh.
1: Well, and that's the thing, though. See, like I didn't go on Twitter necessarily after that moment. And I'm wondering what the reaction was. Like, I know a bunch of old school guys out there are like, well, this is, you know, this is BS. You should never did that. But I want to know like, what the new school people are thinking. All right? I want to know what the future basketball players, the future NBA players out there are thinking. Because we always talk about, well, NBA is too soft and NBA is this and NBA is that. Sound like the old school. Well, where do they stand on this issue? Because it's a very important issue, not only in basketball, but also in professional sports.
2: Coos, if you ever compare me to Scottie
1: Pippen again. <laughs> well, there you go, man. Ever compare
2: me to Scottie Pippen go, again, I'm going to make some stuff up and go to HR. <laughs> Number one, I'm more Batman than Robin. Okay. There you go. And number two, there's
1: no way in heck I'm as soft as is. All right. Well, somebody call Commissioner Gordon because when that bat signal goes out, Batman doesn't show up on time. But it's all good, though, man. It's all good, though, man. You know what I'm saying? It's hey, all good. Let Kuz uh, defend himself. Okay. Sorry, here, right? man. Sorry, Kuz. <laughs> That's the only time I'm going to ever have your
2: back. All right. <laughs> Great discussion, though, about uh, Scottie Pippen. And, it, you know, we didn't get to it yesterday, but how soft does he come across in this whole thing, you know? From Rodman getting in his head when it was the Pistons-Bulls to yeah. and a moment like that. And I don't know, you might have just said it as I was walking up the stairs, but uh, he said he would do it again. Yeah. Doesn't regret it. Yeah. Why? How do you not regret that?
1: Uh, you're, you're, you're asking the wrong guy, man. That All doesn't right? make you're, sense. You're absolutely wrong, asking the, the wrong guy. I mean, he literally... Left his teammates out there to drive, you yeah. know, and and th- the question is, what happens if Tony Kukoc misses that shot? What is the, you know, I guess what is, the, I don't know. I, I like see to me Tony Kukoc making that shot gave them the reason to pile on Scotty after the game. It's like, well, we still won without you. Where are you at? But I feel like if Kukoc misses that shot like the internal struggles, internal turmoil is on another level because now it's like, well, maybe Scotty should have taken the shot. Maybe Scotty shouldn't have been out there. Maybe Tony should get the ball. But, I mean, they ended up winning, so it all worked out from that. But I'm just saying, if he misses that shot, what becomes of those Bulls, the, the, that Bulls team? I think it shows
2: a bunch of things, first of all. The NBA is that way. Those guys are, in, and superstar athletes are that way. They're selfish. They want the ball, you know? I mean, it's no different than the NFL. Receivers and running backs, they want the ball. They want it in their hands. And so that's an ex- example of it uh in the nba and and you know most people are saying okay you live and die by that guy you live and die with jordan you live and die with lebron okay but sometimes even those great players give it up in the right spot because it's the right play to make mm-hmm. and he didn't trust uh, jackson enough instead he wanted the glory uh in that spot uh, it was a very interesting part of the last dance you were asking though and i don't want to mix his signals were you saying would that be more okay now or not no, I'm just saying how
1: would we respond to that How now? would we do yeah, with yeah. Twitter and everything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, if LeBron James got pissed off and decided not to come out for a play, and maybe the Golden State Warriors are a better example of this. Maybe Durant or Curry is mm-hmm. a great example of this on that Warriors team because they had so many superstars. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to LeBron, I, don't, I wouldn't maybe take the Cleveland team, but maybe the Miami team with Wade and him. Mm-hmm. If Wade were to say, no, no, I'm not, you didn't give me the ball. Uh, But I think Golden State fits because they had so many guys that could have taken the shot. They get lambasted, man.
1: I mean, they get absolutely crushed. Why why didn't Vontae Davis get lambasted then? You remember what happened with Vontae Davis? Probably not. For quitting. At halftime. Yeah. Yeah. Pro bowler. Legit guy. Quit on his team. Said, I'm out of here. I didn't hear the media in the next couple of days say, Well, this should I can't believe Vonta Davis would do that. They they laughed at it. They said, wow, well, the bills must be that bad where a player is quitting, you know, during halftime like that. When was that? Oh
2: man. Two years ago? Three, Two, three years, years ago? ago. Three years ago. End maybe? of his career, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Uh yeah, maybe it's because, I mean, would it, would it have been different or viewed different if it was the Cowboys or the Bills or, the, I'm sorry, uh, the Patriots, the Eagles, one of those teams, you know, maybe a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, you know, even think about the Jalen Lorenzi situation playing out in, in Philly or playing out in New York or playing out in Dallas. But see,
1: that's not the same thing, though. Like the Jalen thing had a lot I know it's to not. With, I'm just saying yeah. it's
2: amplified because oh, it was sure. Jacksonville versus sure. maybe even uh, the Bills situation. Bills yeah. are... Buffalo's a small market team it's not like everybody's it's not like they were 13 and three it, it, they're, they're more if it happens in cleveland jacksonville buffalo it's become ah, just another kind of punchline. you know what i mean sure uh, rather than somewhere else i mean this was the best team on the planet mm-hmm. in the decade mm-hmm. of the 90s sure and this was now the star player mm-hmm. uh, so i think it is a little bit different in in that that sense um and just such a focal point Moment. I mean, it's like a pitcher asking out in the last inning, you know, it, it, like a closer saying, "No, nah, I don't want to do this."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs>
2: you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, It'd be Aaron Judge saying, nah, nah, I don't want to hit. Can you take me out?" Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, it's 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 a little different baseball because you're not calling a play for a guy. But I I just think the Golden State example is is the best example of it, and that person would absolutely be crushed. And I, it's it's a really interesting point how Pippen is viewed in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Jordan did call him the great teammate, greatest teammate he ever had. He also wouldn't have won. And then he also has crushed him at times on this thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even said he wouldn't live something like this down. It would come back to haunt you. Uh, You you can't do that. Uh, From his paychecks and how much he earned early on to the contract that he signed. Yeah, Pippen to me has come off as a little bit on the softer side and guy that had to really drag through this. He's admitted that Jordan had to get in him sometimes, you yeah. know, uh, just to kind of get him out, get the best out of him. He's an interesting persona in in the Last Dance. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I don't think you uh, hate him. No, no. I but mean, do have more respect for the way Rodman plays the game and the way things are being said about Rodman than you do for Pippen?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I still got love for Scottie Pippen. Don't get me wrong, and. Um, I mean, well, you, you can make an excuse for Raman though, too, like that the guy left his team to go party in Las Vegas. Well, I mean, is, is that really mature either? So, I mean, yeah, like everyone's got their, I guess, their ups and downs of, of that Bulls team. I'm just saying from if Twitter would have been around back then, I think it would have been a lot harsher of criticisms than it is now. Like, yeah, it still would have been bad and people would have been upset, but... I just think with the way the game's played now whether it's with contract stipulations whether it's you know the 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 player first kind of mentality the, the me 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 thing I just think that back then he would have got a lot more scrutiny than he did now.
2: You know, it's interesting as you're saying that uh, and and I'm thinking about it. I believe today's athlete has rabbit ears is heck Jalen Ramsey just tweeted out in the last hour. I don't care of all the fans that my former fans or something like that i don't care about you well if you don't care about them and then why are you, you tweeting about it you know if you don't care then ignore it uh so it's it just to me they have rabbit ears <laughs> the, the, well, the, no. the, the sensory
1: that he, he said hopefully one day all my former fans won't be so salty i genuinely want you all to know that i do not care how you feel god bless okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i
2: mean so why why the tweet you know why because it's, it's like somebody saying in all honesty. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Jalen just did. Yeah, but yeah. so guys are like that. But at the same time, I think there's they have to be almost more mentally tough than the old
1: player because of social media. It's right there in front of them. You can't no. escape it. No crimey cry, cry, cry river, dude. Crimey cry river about being mentally tough on social media. Do you know how to how how, how to combat the the hate on social media? And do, do you know how to act if someone's getting on your grill and someone's trying to talk bad about your game? Then don't go on it. Okay, like, so, social media, it's, it shouldn't be a right, it should be a privilege, okay? And if, if you're privileged to use it, then accept the consequences, accept the responsibilities, okay? Social media is not real life. So if you have a bad game, and someone comes up to you, or someone, you know, on Twitter, goes, well, you suck, and you this, and you this, it's not real life. Because those people wouldn't have the balls to say it if you're in public. So the fact that Jalen Ramsey's coming out and saying he doesn't care, well, you do care. But my point is, you shouldn't care, okay? You you shouldn't even let this affect you. You shouldn't even spend any kind of energy on it. Yeah, it's fun to stand up for yourself, and it's fun to to, to kind of get in a troll's face every once in a while, and just to have fun. Sometimes people get bored. I do it myself, man. It's a blast. But to actually be victimized, to actually feel downright offended over someone on Twitter— Come on, man! It's not real life. Yeah. So, it, so I don't feel sorry for you if if you're you're outraged about what you see on Twitter.
2: So do you think uh, today's athlete is not as mentally tough as
1: yesterday's athlete? I just think today's athlete's hypersensitive. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. I think I think today's athlete looks for the good and the bad. I think today's athlete would be the first one to go on Twitter, search in their name, and see all the bad stuff and let it affect them. Yeah. Um. I don't think the guys back in the day would care.
2: Yeah, well, I I don't know about not care because what's interesting is if you watch this last episode, Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan is the greatest player that ever lived in basketball, and he is driven by a headline in a newspaper. He is yeah. driven by B.J. Armstrong and what he says. Now, I understand it's a but, little bit different, but he's seeking that out either uh, for inspiration or it bothers him to the point where it fires him up. It finds
1: him, though, Brent. Okay, when Sports Illustrated put out the article of him playing baseball saying it was a bad decision, like, that came right to his doorstep. He didn't go searching for that. That was presented to him. When B.J. Armstrong said his piece, he didn't go looking for that. Armstrong came up to him. I don't think if Michael Jordan had Twitter in the early 90s, he'd be on Twitter typing in, all right, well, let's see what everyone's saying about me. Yeah, let type in my that. name, Michael Jordan. Like, no, he he didn't think that way. There's no way he would have done that. There is a shot, though, of him
2: on the bench in the last episode or the latest episode, whether well, it was seven or eight. But I think it was eight. And he's reading the newspaper headline on the bench during like a shoot around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it says, you know, whatever it said, I forget. it. But, you know, I don't know if for Jordan alone. I don't know if more of that was for inspirational use for drive, for competitive advantage, or if he was a little bit sensitive to some of those headlines or not. And, of course, given the outcome, you can then turn around and say, hey, it fired me up and and this is what I did. But, I mean, the fact, I think the Sports Illustrated stuff, uh, the fact that all that kind of bothered him at the time, shows you there was a sensitivity to that athlete, too whatever was written right. about him it's different because it's not social media but the headlines yeah. there's a sensitivity to
1: that no absolutely and there should have been like those are like his peers like he he sees those people in the locker room they're asking him questions so i think he kind of felt betrayed a little bit that you know they would go against his well wishes you know and put that article out there in the same standpoint on twitter those people are not in the locker rooms those people aren't at practices covering you. Those people on Twitter are just saying, all right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in a bad mood today. Let me take it out on somebody. That's all that is. So that's why I'm saying, like, there's a difference between a reporter, um, someone on the radio, um, you know, someone in a newspaper writing an article about a player, and that player getting upset. There's a difference between getting upset about that and getting, you know, upset about someone in their mom's basement with Cheeto fingers, um, you know, saying I something think bad.
0: that, uh, Austin, you'll know this, but the, the gamer from South Park, he's just was like... Oh, yeah, oh, his, wait, dude, what that's so, like, What
1: is so with, with his arm breasts. Yeah, man, at the end of the day, listen, I mean... It, it's what you sign up for, okay? Like, obviously, at Murray State, I didn't get any hate because nobody was following me at Murray State. Yeah, yeah. I get to Jacksonville, and every every once in a while, oh, yeah, you suck here, you suck here. And then, obviously, after that Greg Hardy fight, I mean, it came in waves, man. It, it was a it was a pandemic of, of insults, and you suck, and you suck. But at the end of the day, that stuff's not real, man, yeah, okay? Because yeah. I don't care what those people say. If you say it to me on the street, then I'll address it accordingly. But if you say it online, man, I'm going to have fun with you, but I'm really not going to take it to heart.
2: Yeah, so. you don't. But, like, what you're saying is some of these guys, they pay too much attention to it. Whether they take it to heart or not, that might be an extra step. But they actually acknowledge it. Like, Jan. I mean, Jan has acknowledged it in the last few months. Ramsey has done it in the past. I mean, those are just examples that we know closer to home. And they're not alone. I mean, I think the athlete is a little sensitized to that.
1: Listen, I'm not going to tell any i
2: might could tell any athlete how to act
1: because even like the, the whole game, the whole landscape of professional sports has changed, you know, in, in the six years since I've been in a locker room, right? So I'm not going to tell anybody how to act, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I'm just going to bring up the question where if you need someone with 10 followers on Twitter to, to give you a motivation, to spark you up, to say, you know what, this guy didn't like me. I'm going to screenshot this, make it my cell phone background, and now all of a sudden I'm motivated. If you need that type of person to motivate you, Not sure professional sports are for you. That's all I'm saying. That's my opinion. I may be wrong, but I'm just saying if you think a guy with 10 Twitter followers is going to motivate you to prove somebody wrong,
2: maybe you're playing for the wrong reasons. Yeah, that could uh, very much be the case. All right. Uh, Hey, do
1: you like to read? I don't mind it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, of course, man.
0: Have you ever read a book? (laughs) I've I've read a few books. Uh, Plagiarized a bunch of them. (laughs) 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 You should read this one book I wrote. It's called Of Mice and Men. It's oh, great. yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk a little bit about
2: books today, but it, it's not just books. I mean, this isn't – I've got to be honest with you. We're doing this, and I'm not the heavy reader guy. I, I am not. Now, I like books from time to time. I just don't sit and do it and make an appointment to do it, although, kids, you should. Yeah. Um, uh, Knowledge is power, they say. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and uh, reading is, is good for that. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about it. we have some guests on, some authors. Uh, but I, I like it. First of all, in this time, positive thinking. Mm. If you don't like to be positive, today, you might not like the show. Mm. So positive thinking to it. But also athletes, a lot of times they have guests that are that come into buildings and, and facilities to inspire them, yeah. to motivate them, which I've always found a little odd. Like you just said, do you need that as an athlete? Does it work? Who are some of the best ones? We're going to talk a little bit about that today, along with other topics. But uh, give us your favorite book. You can always jump in, 904-362-9901, star star 690, or any of the social media platforms. What I, The way I kind of put it out there was any book related to sports. What's your favorite one you've read? you have a favorite author or something like that? Also, if it's got to do with inspiration or motivation, I kind of, kind of put that in the sports realm. And a couple of our guests uh, today... Uh, will have written books about that very thing and and kind of making a living Mm -hmm. doing that. And it fascinates me, especially when it comes to the sports world, whether it's collegiate or professional. We talk a little bit about it today and and you've lived this. So I want to get some of the best inspirational, motivational speakers that have stopped by Mm -hmm. NFL locker rooms while you play. Maybe I'll give you an inspirational
1: speech. Oh, I like that today, Mister Sunshine and Rainbows. This Absolutely. is like this is like the, the Coachella of Sunshine and Rainbows. <laughs> like this is like the giant festival. Where we're trying to spread the positivity to everybody. Yeah, right? and
2: read. I mean, read. Right? Yeah, never a bad thing to pick yeah. up a book and read. Just and don't do it when of time you're, to do when it. You're
1: listening to us though? Obviously, no. focus on what we're saying. Focus right now. Yeah, uh,
2: we're gonna take a break. We talk some football when we come back. Uh, a little Jags flavor as well on Action Sports Jags on ESPN six ninety.
1: I think it's been different. I think, um, you know, I never thought I was a guy that would play for three, four franchises. You know, you think, you know, I wanted to have the Devin McCourty career. I wanted to do everything well, play right, be rewarded, and just keep it moving. But you realize how rare that is, man. You're a special player. I mean, you're all pro corner that moves positions for the team and uh, still had to fight for your right to get paid every time. I remember how those contract situations go. So it's just a business, man.
2: That's Logan Ryan, former Tennessee Titans uh, corner and uh, now he's looking for a new team. It, it's interesting. They talk about some of the free agent names out there. And uh, Logan Ryan's one of them. Uh, Warford from uh, the Saints, the guard, mm-hmm. is one of them. Do anything for you here in Jacksonville? Warford? Interesting. Yeah. Uh not mad at that. Yeah, I don't think it will happen. But uh, I, I wonder how costly it will be. Yeah. And uh, what I always say is, why would the Saints get rid
1: of him? They're trying to save some money. I mean, I, I, I don't guess, know what but cap I mean, situation. You just made like. like
2: Pro Bowls. and Pro Bowls are trying to win it all. Yeah, don't you have to kind of wonder about that? Like, what's going? I understand there are some situations where it is cap related. There's some situations, and and honestly, I haven't read the papers in New Orleans about Warford. It just got me thinking. This guy's a Pro Bowl guy, and like uh, he's become a perennial Pro Bowl guy. He's still 29 years old. Yeah, I mean, right guard is a position where people think sometimes they can just get by with. I think. I don't know if you have to be elite all the time at right guard to be successful. But this is a team that's ready to go chase a Super Bowl and you're letting a Pro Bowl guy go, um it, it does make you wonder, maybe you know, here's the thing. Calais Campbell made the Pro Bowl last year, mm-hmm. but even he would admit he didn't have the greatest of years. Correct. So you can get skewed by sometimes a guy getting a nod and having great year or play. Um, not being as high as it once was or, you know, going downhill a little bit. I, and I don't know that. I mean, but, I, you know, we'll see if Calais Campbell at 34 years old can do what he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warford doesn't seem to be an age thing at 29 years old.
1: No, I was actually, I was there in Detroit his rookie year. Were you? Yeah. He's, I mean, he was good. Already good then? He he was dependable. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
2: So I I don't know. I thought the same thing, but I I don't sense it's happening from some discussions I've had. So I, I wouldn't get too excited about that prospect. And I will say this. People really don't like... Aj can I think as an option they're always like trying to replace him. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy's battled and battled and battled and, and still hanging on to a job, and you don't even hear about the platooning anymore with Will Richardson Jr., which happened last year a lot. And so I almost feel like going into this year, can's the guy, and he kind of won that. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like okay, find a position for Richardson, and what else will he do?
1: Well, keep in mind too, the Saints strap to that guy from Michigan this year. That's Caesar Ruiz. Did, did they? Yeah, but he's uh, a center, right? Second round. Oh, I think he's like an interior guy too. Oh, as he well. can play over there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because right now at center, don't they got They got somebody at center. I thought don't they got Alex? No, maybe I'm crazy. They don't have Mac. Um, no. um I thought they had somebody at center, but you're not. right. They did. Uh, they drafted a, a, a young
2: interior lineman. I mean, so.
1: the fact that I'm trying to guess who, who talking centers right now. Well, if you can name more than four centers teams. in the NFL,
2: then you really know your NFL stuff.
1: Alex McManus said, "Ah, uh, they got Eric McCoy.
2: McCoy. Oh no, no, McCoy. Yeah, yeah. McCoy's a good player yep. and has has a good resume yep. to him." Hey, something uh, last night that, that I uh, tweeted out. Did you see the MVP list for 2020? I have not seen it. And Kyler Murray was 16 to one to win MVP. What are we doing here? What
1: what are those odds? Like, where does that
2: put him between other guys? You know, on the list that I tweeted, I want to say it was like fifth or sixth, but they might have skipped some. Yeah. I saw an ESPN tweet, and it was like Patrick Mahomes, right? And it was Lamar Jackson. And then at 16-1, to which wasn't too far down their list, they might have just been going QBs, but... All
1: right, so here's what we got: we got Patrick Mahomes four to one, Lamar Jackson thirteen to two, Dak Prescott nine to one, Russell Wilson twelve to one, Tom Brady sixteen to one, Kyler Murray sixteen to one. <laughs> really? Uh, I mean, I would put Tom Brady higher. Honestly, he's I think the Tom Brady same be
2: odds. This is
1: what this one I'm getting at. Okay? Yeah, what are you getting at here?
2: It's what you got. Here we go, defending and being whiny again about Gardner Minshew. Okay. But the guy's numbers were comparable to Kyla Murray, who they put a coach around, an offense around. Mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald, Drake had a, a great year, not sure. the singer, the yeah. player. Uh, and he's the same odds in year number two to win the MVP of the National Football League with the greatest football player of all time on an offense that's loaded in Tampa.
1: But Sp- I- I'm confused. So are you upset because Gardner Minshew's not on here? Or are you no. upset because Kyler Murray is the same as Tom Brady? I'm
2: not saying Gardner Minshew should be on that list. But okay. Why is there such a disparity between the outlook of the Jacksonville Jaguars QB here in 2020 yeah. and the outlook of Kyler Murray, even though their numbers were so similar?
1: Who has the better wide receivers?
2: Well, obviously, uh, Kyler Murray. Okay.
1: Who has but he the had he had last running year back? too? Who has the better run? I mean, now he didn't have Hopkins last year. He didn't. was the, the better running back? I would say Kyla Mori Okay. There you go. They, they, they have the better offense. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what do you want me to tell I'm you? Like, yeah. you? I'm not telling you.
2: I'm not telling you he is not surrounded. In fact, because I'll contradict myself if I do that, I'm not saying he's not surrounded with better players or they built more around him. They have. Yeah. But I'm talking about. What we've defended over the last couple of weeks is this perception that you got to go get somebody in Jacksonville. You got to get Cam Newton. You got to get Jameis Winston. You got to get this guy. You got to get that guy. Yeah. Uh, your quarterback room's not good enough. In fact, I just read something today. I don't know if I'll be able to find it quick enough, but uh, it, it was, it was like, it was like, oh, here it is. This, this, uh, quote, this thing, uh, headline is AFC team pissed about Cowboys landing Andy Dalton. And the report is out of Charles Robinson from Yahoo. Yeah. And he said that the Jags were pissed they didn't get Dalton and the Cowboys jumped in. And just, I'll just give him a read you part of the line, if I can find it quick enough. Uh, and it talks about Gardner Minshew and trying to, you know, still developing prospects. Here we go. Suffice to say, for a team like Jacksonville, Dal- Dalton is a better backup option than Joshua Dobbs, which made Dalton's deal with Dallas all the more painful. Um, ah, that wasn't it. He basically said that the Jags' quarterback room is awful.
1: Oh well, that's a lie. I mean, we we, we listen. We understand that already. So,
2: so that's the perception. Here's my point: the perception of the uh, around the league is that Gardner Minshew isn't good enough to to hand the keys to in 2020. He is, the quarterback room's terrible. They need either Cam, Andy Dalton, and everybody else just in case. Yet he put up more wins in the same uh, same stats or similar stats than Kylo Murray, the first overall pick. And we're ready to crown this guy in the in the race to win MVP in 2020. I don't get it. I, I just don't see why there's that wide gap in perception between these two players. Like, what has Kylo Murray done? What did he do last year that made you think, holy cow, man, look out. Here he comes. He's the next Lamar Jackson. He's the next Patrick Mahomes. He's the next Russell Wilson. What
1: did he do? He has an offense, Brent. He, he, he has he has the best wide receiver in the game. Like, if you put Garner Minshew on the Cardinals right now, are we talking about Garner Minshew being on the hot seat? No, yeah. no. Well, I don't know. Maybe we would. No, I think we would. So you think – but you know what I'm saying, though. Like, if you put Gardner Minshew on the Cardinals, yeah, if, if he struggles and he's not good, well, then, yeah, he's done, right? It's because- a great example. If you put Gardner
2: Minshew on the Cardinals, he would not be 16-1 to 1 to win the MVP odds, even though he put up the same numbers as Kyla Mori last year. Are you sure about that, though? No, he would not absolutely would not.
1: Okay, see to me I'm making the point that I think, Kyle. and listen I'll be honest with you, I'm not mad at Kyle Murray being 16-1 to 1 because last year I had in my mind that no matter what in the, in the in my fantasy football draft, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. I'll let you know a little secret right now no matter what this year, I'm taking Kyle Murray I think Kyle Murray's going to have a great year in terms of his legs and his arm so I don't, I don't know if he's getting the Lamar Jackson treatment where they think he's going to get a lot of rushing touchdowns as well I'm not sure if they think that he has DeAndre Hopkins now, he still has Larry Fitzgerald he has Kenyon Drake, with like eight Touchdowns in like three games last year, so that's pretty set at the running game. I don't know what the deal is, but I'm just saying I'm not mad at Kyler Murray being sixteen to one. I am mad at Tom Brady being sixteen to one because I think you get Tom Brady all those weapons, he deserves to be in that deck Prescott territory.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, and and so maybe I'm in the I, I'm really taking this personal now this this stuff with Mitchu I guess, because I don't feel that way about Kyler Murray. I, I feel like show me something. Now I will say this, in, in all fairness. I was like that coming off Lamar Jackson's first season. Mm -hmm. All right, show me. And I think a lot of people were. And I think a lot of this sometimes has to do with the fact that Lamar Jackson did what he did in year number two. You know, Patrick Mahomes did what he did in year number two. The growth and all of a sudden, boom. You know, And and in fairness, Patrick Mahomes is not like he played a bunch in year number one. He just played the tail end of the season. And that was essentially his his rookie year, his second year, uh, in terms of being on the field. But I I just... uh, I'm so surprised – and I get what you're saying about Hopkins. They've got good weapons over there. Uh, they they do have good receivers. But you don't hate the Jags receiving core either. So no, I think what I'm you just... said is best. If you asked me seriously, if Gardner Minshew was on that football team, would he get a lot more love for being the quarterback – The way people are talking about Gardner Minshew, I would say no. I would say they would be saying, well, why aren't you bringing in a better quarterback? Why aren't you bringing in Cam Newton? Why aren't you bringing in Jameis Winston? Why don't you go draft a guy? That's what they would be saying if Minshew was in that role. You're wrong, man.
1: I don't think so. So where's Deshaun Watson on this list, then? Why why isn't Deshaun Watson... In Dak Prescott ter- territory. Why isn't Deshaun Watson on Russ Wilson territory? Do you know why? Because he doesn't have De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Do you know why? Because he has Brandon Cooks. He has Will Fuller. We don't think they're going to make it a whole year. Deshaun Watson is supposed to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Why isn't he on the list then?
2: So this is all the. Why isn't DeAndre Hopkins then uh, named in, on the MVP list? This is quarter because it's his quarterbacks, man. <laughs> yeah, I are well, looking I get at what quarterbacks right now. I, I would b- believe me, I would put Deshaun Watson higher than Kyle Murray even well, without DeAndre Hopkins. He's not on the list, man. Hate well, to tell you. Well, I'm well, complaining th- 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 about th- th- <laughs> the list. That's my point. I'm complaining okay. about the list. Okay. I think the list sucks. Okay. The list is terrible. If Kyle Murray is the same as Tom Brady to win the MVP. Like, that, that is
1: just ridiculous in terms of odds. I just think right now Kyle Murray is one of the best wide receiving cores in the NFL. And if you have that, and you so have a decent Tom quarterback. Brady. And Tom Brady, yeah, And I told you, man. I told you how I feel about Tom Brady. I said Tom Brady's ranked way too low. He should be in Dak Prescott territory. That's exactly what I said. But I'm saying I'm not mad at Kyle Murray being 16-1 to 1 because, once again, he has the weapons on offense. He has an offensive-minded coach. So I'm not mad at it. Okay, let me go back
2: to my big – it's it's less about the actual odds, even though those are stupid odds, all but right. the, the more about the perception. And if if Kyla Murray were to come here in Jacksonville yeah. right now, yeah. people wouldn't be saying Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, and everybody else needs to, to go to Jacksonville. That mm-hmm. is my point. Andy Dalton, uh, all these people would need to come to Jacksonville. And I also think if Gardner Minshew was in Arizona in this situation, they would say – Arizona needs an upgrade at QB. Arizona needs an upgrade at QB. And he would not be 16-1 to odds to win, even though his numbers were similar and everything else. Now, I understand they actually are trying to create an offense around Kyla Murray. Mm -hmm. It'll be year two, the partnership between Kingsbury and him. That's a little different than here. Uh, They didn't do that year one for Minshew. They didn't draft him to do that. Jay Gruden will have – this will be a new first uh, go around with with Minshew. But – It's. I looked back at one of the myths of Minshew, as I like to call him, is he didn't beat anybody, which is accurate. He didn't beat anybody in terms of a winning record in in these great teams. Kyla Murray had five wins last year. One of them, he beat somebody. He beat Seattle toward the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Other than that, they didn't beat anybody with a winning record either. Who do you think is going to have a better record this year? Who will have a better record? Arizona or? Jacksonville. I do play in a tough division. Arizona does. Um, I haven't even seen their schedule.
0: Uh, I, mean, I would say they,
2: probably they've got a better football team, but their defense is not very good. I mean, I know they drafted Isaiah Simmons. I, I don't know if they're ready to take that. So they had five wins last year? Five wins last year. And a tie, right? Yep. Didn't they tie Detroit or something like that early on the season? I think yep, they, did. they tied. Okay,
1: so here's the uh, their schedule. They got the Redskins in Arizona, Lions in Arizona, um, at Carolina, at New York, at Dallas, Giants or Jets? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, at, at the Jets, um, Dolphins at Arizona, Bills at Arizona, and at the Giants. It's got a pretty favorable schedule. Eagles at the Cardinals. So for with that being said, playing the NFC East, I, I'd say Arizona will have more. Okay then. Well, well, when's the last time that a quarterback won an MVP award when he had five or six wins?
2: Yeah, not true.
1: Not Again, I'm not lobbying for
2: Mitchu to be in the MVP race. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just lobbying that I'm not mad at Kyle Murray being 16 to 1 odds to win this, the MVP. To get in that race and be. And again, odds are odds. I, yeah. You know, they're trying to get money on him. Of course. But for Kyle Murray to get in the race, they have to win 10 games. Probably, right? Sure. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And I don't think they're a 10-win team. I just don't think their defense is good enough, even if their offense hits. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'm not this huge believer that Kingsbury and Kyla Mori are coming in to change the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Now, we might see something that we haven't seen. Again, I think it's fair to be curious, mm-hmm. uh, it, no doubt, because, again, Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson got this thing to work in year two. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it might. And we've seen those kind of things happen. They're trying to do something similar. I understand if it will take a couple of years to get it rocking. And, and now the experience of last year, maybe – I, I understand the thought process. I guess this goes back to me is just this this, this belief that Minshew is, is the quarterback of the Jacksville Jaguars uh, no, on, no, on the I national mean, side. And, listen, and I know and you're and not saying that, but yeah. it is the perception. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm telling you, I just – They've got an awful quarterback room, according to Yahoo Sports. I mean, that is the perception of this Jacksville Jaguars. Who was that author? Uh, I think it was Charles Robinson said it on Yahoo Sports.
1: All right. I'm going to go ahead and – yeah. Oh, we'll take care of that later on Twitter. Um, yeah, listen. I, this this isn't uh, a jab at Garner Minshew whatsoever. I just think that – with the accusations that uh, you know, the, the acquiring Deshaun obviously Hopkins was the big thing for Kyle Murray. So, and listen, I didn't come in here expecting to defend Kyler Murray. I also am like, you sure doing a, a hell of a job, of Kyler it. Murray um, defender? I just don't understand why DeAndre
2: Hopkins should be the league MVP. I mean, I get it. he's a great receiver, but is he going to change quarterback? Is he going to change that team that much? And not Deshaun Watson? We'll find out about Watson a little bit. We'll find you know, out about. It'll be a great year to
1: figure that out. We'll find out about Watson for sure. Listen, I I just think that every single year there's teams that make that jump. Every single year there's teams that kind of surprise you a little bit, and all of a sudden they're the real deal. We saw it with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I'm just saying you could see it with the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Not saying they're going to be an 11, even a 10-win team. I just think... With the weapons that they have on offense, I get their defense could be suspect, but right now their offense looks like it's all systems go.
2: I had this uh, actually as a as a topic uh, in these last couple of days. I haven't got to it. Speaking, and you just led me right down that road. There who, we go. Who are the sleeper teams? There's, oh, again, I mean, when you talk about the NFL, it's why it's so difficult to predict the schedule and what's going to happen and all these things. From Lamar Jackson to the San Francisco 49ers last year. Yep. We saw two teams last year that were, I, I wrote this down actually somewhere, I think, uh, Both Baltimore and San Francisco were six wins over what their projections were. (sighs) Yeah. Okay, if you look at projections. And they had six more wins. Uh, The Chargers were five less wins than their projections were. And there were a couple of teams like, I think, Chicago, close to five. Mm -hmm. And other than that, usually the projections are within one, two, three games uh, for the most part. There's not a huge swing. But – That's the nature of the NFL. You have six teams usually that don't make the playoffs the following year after making the playoffs. I'll allow the Jags 2017 to 2018 or Chicago 2018 to 2019. So we know that. Like, you know that going in, yet we're almost ignorant to it and too stubborn to actually admit that it's going to happen. Like, there are going to be playoff teams, okay? The Patriots, the Bills, the Ravens, the Texans, the Titans, the Chiefs. I can... Almost guarantee you that two of them will not make it, and probably three of them will not make it in the AFC. In the NFC, Philadelphia, Green Bay, Minnesota, New Orleans, San Francisco, and Seattle. Now, history says two of those are almost guaranteed to not make the playoffs, and likely three of them. Yep. A little harder to believe over there in the yeah. NSC because some of those teams look so good. Yeah, yeah. And actually, Philadelphia disappointed and still made the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, last year, but Dallas didn't. So Dallas could take that leap after bringing on uh, another weapon with C.D. Lamb in their
1: offense. But see, to me, they're not really a sleeper. They, I mean, they like, would they're, they're all yeah.
2: but they'd bump somebody out is so, my point.
1: If we're talking about sleeper, how I many do you want me to name? Uh, just give me like a, two sleepers in, in each uh, and AFC AMC. conference. All yeah. right, so my AFC teams. Um, and I'm talking like playoff sleepers. Yeah, right. So to me, I'm, I'm going Pittsburgh all day. I think their defense is bona fide. I think their defense is a top-five defense in the NFL. And I think with what they had to do with last year with, with Hodges and uh, and then Rudolph as well, I mean, I think the writing's on the wall. Big Ben can stay healthy. Um, and it's crazy too, right, because they don't really necessarily care about James Conner. Even Schmitz, Suster, rumors that they're not going to re-sign those guys or after them the, the fifth-year deal. But I just think that they have everything in place if they can stay healthy to make a run. So uh, Pittsburgh is going to be my sleeper from the AFC. And also give me... Denver is kind of too easy, I think. Um, go and give me Vegas. Go and give me the Raiders um, as my other sleeper. And then the NFC, I'm going to take... All right, so you got the Steelers. By the
2: way, Tomlin, I mean, you almost could have given Coach of the Year to Tomlin. Oh, you should have, actually. I mean,
1: what that guy's been able to do is, um, it's insane.
2: Steelers, Raiders, and the AFC for
1: you. Yeah, I think we're going to go with that. Okay. And then NFC, obviously I'm taking the Cardinals. And... Are so you think Cardinals
2: can get up to nine wins in a wild card or ten wins? I mean, in that division in Seattle and, and San Francisco,
1: oh, see, so I didn't take that into account. We're talking playoff, day. yeah, yeah, what, what, the, what the heck, man? Let's live on
2: that's fair. Let's, let's hey, that. Like I said, there are teams that have plus six wins yeah.
1: from last year. it's um,
2: not you can pick anybody in the NFL and yeah. people will say you're dumb, yeah,
1: until <laughs> <laughs> so it happens. until yeah, so right? it happens. Yeah. I mean, did anybody think San Francisco is going to go to the Super Bowl? No, oh, only, John ba- only John Bachman. I always <laughs> yeah. got to give him credit for that, and my other sleeper. I want to pick Chicago, but they burned me last year because I said they were going to win the, AFC, or the NFC North last year. That didn't come to fruition, so screw Chicago.
2: Well, don't you have to have Tampa? I mean, would Tampa be in here? They were 7-9 and nine last year.
1: But that's, I guess. I mean, Tampa's the obvious one, though, right? Yeah, they're becoming yeah, more. they not man. really
2: on the sleeper side.
1: That's that's not really sexy. I need something sexier than that. Let's go ahead. Go ahead and give me. Man. Sorry, I'm taking way too long right now. Uh, no, you know what? Just because I want to get nuts, just because like, I feel, you know what? Let's get crazy. New York Giants, sleeper. Let's go. Put him on the board. You know, I looked up Daniel Jones because, again, yeah. I was
2: trying to I was trying to look up these guys' numbers. Kyla Mori, Daniel Jones. Like, Daniel Jones didn't beat anybody with a winning record. I don't think it was either. Yeah, so, it's yeah. like, if you're going to use that excuse, which I've heard a lot, and it's a fair excuse. Jackson didn't beat anybody, blah, 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 blah. I get it. So, if you're going to say that about Minshew, that's okay. But keep in mind. Most times when you look down the schedule, even Tom Brady and others win half their games against teams with a losing record. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's not like Tom Brady's great because he beats everybody that's a winner. <laughs> for you sure. Know? I mean, they just sure. beat up on the AL, uh, AFC East, AL East, yeah, AFC yeah. East for yeah. 20 years Yeah. because they sucked. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> not just because the Patriots are good, but because they sucked. You're right. You're <laughs> All absolutely of them. right,
1: man.
0: You're good. So,
2: yeah. I mean, it's part of the game. I, I just yeah. hate that. I think that's a myth mm-hmm. on Minshew. I mean, does he... If they call the right two point conversion play, does he beat Houston?
1: Probably, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or maybe, and they won the division. Sure. So, well, and I'm looking, like, see, the NFC is trickier because, like, I'm looking at Atlanta, but, like, can, like, do you see Atlanta beat New Orleans or Tampa Bay? Because I don't. No, because so then, I was actually, happen? would I look, if I was
2: going true sleeper team.
1: Okay, well, so uh, I'll go inside mine, then I want to hear yours, then too quick. So, mine, obviously, it was Arizona in the NFC, and then I'm going New York Giants. What do you got? If I was going... I want to start in the NFC, mm-hmm. right? And and
2: it's hard to find sleeper teams because one, Tampa, who did not do well last year, obviously becomes a favorite. Yeah. I think Atlanta would be considered a sleeper. But I was thinking Carolina. Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater, all he's Woo-hoo. done is win games. Yeah. And Matt Rule, what if he comes in and he has a magic wand? What if it works? What if he is... Now, listen, I know... Uh, What's-his-name LaFleur had Aaron Rodgers, and he went 13-3. and three, But it's been done. Mm-hmm. So what if Matt Rule is... Putting together some pretty good stuff. I, I find it hard to believe in that division, yeah. in that roster. But if you're looking for sleeper teams, Teddy Bridgewater's won a lot of football. Well, not about a lot, but he's won games. He's been to Yeah, he's and, been, and, I been mean, one time was considered a franchise quarterback. We all have no idea what to expect out of Teddy Bridgewater, and they might have the best player in the game.
1: I mean, they might have the best player in the game in Christian McCaffrey. Brent Myno, are the Carolina Panthers your sleeper team?
2: I'm gonna well because there's nobody else to
1: pick. Yes, okay. I mean, it, it, if you'll pick the Cardinals, pick the Cardinals with me, man. Come I'm on not board. picking
2: the Cardinals now because I'm pissed that Kyle Amore is getting all this love.
1: Do you want to make a bet that says the Cardinals have a better record than the Carolina Panthers this year? You, you confident to make that bet?
2: No, that's why they're a sleeper <laughs> <me. laughs> right, uh, I'm not that dumb of a better. Okay, okay. Uh, and Who else he got? And and. In true sleeper fashion, like, see, would you consider if I had said, and I'm not saying them, Chicago a sleeper team? I would say they're a sleeper all day. Okay, that's yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I'm not going to name them, though. Okay. Uh, I think the disappointment continues Careful, in, in Chicago. They'll burn you, man. They burned me before. I I feel like this is a must-win year, and maybe finally they put it together with Stafford and the Lions.
1: Oh, I thought you were going someplace else.
2: And that's a gettable <laughs> division. That's a division where I could see Green Bay crumbling because of whatever. Sure. I could see Minnesota not living up to what they should be, and who knows what they really should be. Mm-hmm. And Chicago is meh, right? Yeah. So I say Detroit as, again, we're talking true sleeper teams. You're talking sure. about trying to uh, get well, a team that, that normally you wouldn't pick. How do you feel? I thought you were going with the Rams when you were giving that There's speech There's no way in bit. hell I'm going to pick the Rams either. Okay. I eliminate the Rams and Ky- Kyler Murray and Jalen Ramsey. But, Kyler, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't not like you. Yeah, I, you do really like the guy. He's, I, he's I just, a baseball player, man. Know, that's, no, your, I, that's your blood right I, there. I, I, I not, it's not that. But I'm just getting a little tired of the, the lack of respect for my man Gardner. Um, yes. Anyway, how about Tua comes in and plays, and the Dolphins, all what they've done on defense, win an AFC East that could be wide open if the
1: Bills aren't as good as everybody thinks. Well, then I'm going to tell South Beach Gary to lose the number.
2: You just didn't want to pick them because of that.
1: Pretty much. Cleveland can't be a sleeper, right? <laughs> no. They're no. too good on offense? They were more of a disappointment last but year at 6 be honest though, so, man, in a, conference, in a division with Baltimore and in a division of Pittsburgh, I think it's still a sleeper.
2: I would say so, then. I would say the Browns. So you're taking the Browns? I'd say the Browns and the
1: Dolphins. Okay.
2: All right. That's our sleeper picks. Put them down. I've got an interesting um, little study I want to do here for a moment with the Buffalo Bills and the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's coming up next Hmm. on ESPN 690.
0: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?